Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters. I'm the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Chris Cummings, Small Fish Branding. We're going to be diving into, you know, how you actually find, you know, like define your brand, find what makes you unique, you know, because before you can really start putting yourself out in the world on, you know, whether you're using uh, TikTok or Facebook or anything, you want to develop a voice to that. But a lot of people don't understand, you know, where what their voice is. What makes them unique? You know, because so many businesses on the surface look like they're they're the same. But if you dive in, you know, to that business, there are differences. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today, Chris. It's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your agency. Thanks, Cash, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, a little bit about myself: I am a fifth generation Nashvilleian. So we do exist, but we are rare. <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of background in. Um, marketing, but also church world. Uh, so uh, worked in the local church for almost two decades and am now leaning further into the marketing branding side of it, um, which I did a lot while I was in the church as well because they, they need help too. Um, and just loving life. Nashville's great and growing and trying to figure itself out again. Yeah, Nashville's a, a <laughs> very, you know, growing for certain. It's become a very, you know, uh, crowded place. So they say you've got the, the small fish branding and you're in a very large pond now. That's right. Yeah. 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 The idea with small fish branding is really just we're trying to focus on like the small business, the personal brand type idea. Um, so like, how does a small fish make a big splash? Yeah. Kind of helping think through kind of that. Yeah. And as we're going through this, you know, like you just actually, you know, touched on personal brand. So we'll cover a bit of that too, because, you know, small businesses, there are things that make them unique, but you also have a lot of, um, individuals that, and you think of people in the real estate space and mortgage brokers and stuff that they may work under a larger umbrella, but it's really about personal branding. So they have to put themselves out there and what, you know, but there's a lot of people, like say, a lot of realtors out there. So what makes you unique and how do you discover that? That's what we're going to be talking about. You know, so let's like let's dive in and, you know, let, how, let's start with how you define, you know, uniqueness and stuff. How are you, if you are a business owner and you're at the, you're saying, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to, you know, I need to define who I am. What I, why am I different from everybody else? You know, what makes me unique? You know, what makes my business unique? Where are you going to start? Yep. Well, I, funny enough, and I'll twist it on you a little bit. I start with the customer. Um, and so I talk about like, who are, who are they and what is the problem that they need okay. uh, solved? Um, and when you start there, then you can say my uniqueness plays into that. How? Hmm. So you kind of play them both at the same time. Um, I like to kind of twist it on, like, even when I'm doing like a brand consultation, I twist it that way too. I'm like, okay, so describe yourself as a company. Cool. Who's your audience? If you've even thought about that at all. And uh, like, what is their problem that you're trying to solve? Because in the end, it's really about the problem. And can you guys solve it? Now, problems can be anything. Uh, I'm bored and I want to look at cool content or I want to learn about tech could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, or I, I need my heating and air fixed. 
also a problem. Um, and then you kind of work in the uniqueness of, so if you did heating and air, okay, so there's a lot of companies that do heating and air, but what is a problem when you're looking for heating and air that you makes you special? So maybe it's the type of service that they get uh, or the speed of the service mm -hmm. or like guarantees or like any things like that. What are those kind of unique differentiators um, that set you apart? Yeah, um, in the case of like service-based businesses, often um, it can be the products they offer, you know, which might not be offered by other companies. It could be service levels, 24 hours, emergency service, things like that. You know, you can also have, um, you know, let's say, some of them will offer maintenance plans. Like what, what's different between you and other companies? It could be level of staff training and stuff. You know, it can be like, I always, you know, think of uh, landing pages and the things that you'll hit on the talking points. We are, uh, you know, BBB accredited. We are, you know, 20 plus years in business. Collectively, our staff has 100 years in business. You know, it's things like that. So you have to start, and some of these like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of other companies that can say a lot of the same things, but you start by building up a list. It's not like, hey, I'm trying to pick out one of these things. It's like, okay, let's start identifying all of these things that might be, like you mentioned, okay, if you're talking with the you know the customer, why did they come to you to begin with? You know, um, the interesting thing that I saw uh, or talked to somebody about was um, reviews. You know, they um, they were trying to figure out their message, you know, for the company and stuff and like what would resonate with people. And they actually went through the reviews to see what people were saying about them. That's super smart. Yeah. And they and they actually they hit on a couple of reviews that were very unique. You know, they were not just, hey, they were great to do, you know, deal with and stuff. You know, so it could be something like that. Um, a thing I like to like point out is. Um, like in reviews, often you'll get people mentioning specific staff members and stuff that are on your team and things like that. So it could be personalized service. You know, it could be, you know, we know you, you know, we know our customers, you know, <laughs> our customers know us. You know, and, it, you know, so there are a number of different things that you can go about. You know, what are like some of the other ways like, you know, to be diving in? Okay, we've talked to our customer. You know, we said, yeah. okay, we, we understand their point of view. Now, where do we go? Yeah, so once you kind of have their point of view and what they're looking for, then you look internally, like you were saying, the looking at reviews is really fascinating because that's basically someone filling out a brand survey for you. So they're like, this is who I believe they are. And so you can like learn about that and make changes if you need to, but you're also learning why people chose you over somebody else and you can kind of lean into those too. Um, but when you're looking at yourself, so you make that list of things you think make you unique. And then you need to look at that compared to what your customer is looking for as a problem to be solved. And you kind of see where those mesh. So I was working with a company and one of their things that they were really excited about at the time was we've been here the longest, like we're the most established. Mm -hmm. And in some cases that might be the thing that everyone's like, deal. Yeah. I want to choose them because they've been here. Uh, but in this particular case, I don't think that's why people would choose um, so it was, um, like mental health. Okay. And I don't know if that was why they would choose them yeah. or not. Um, I was like, I feel like you're going to need like a different differentiator that you're leaning into other than we've been here a while. Right. Um, I was like, that's not bad. That proves that you do this well, because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. 
Um, and then as we dug into it, it turns out most companies are just like, yeah, we'll get you an appointment, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you talk to a human. We learn why you're coming to us. And then we point you to the right person. I was like, oh, there it is. That customer experience is very different. Mm. And so now we're leaning into that because that feels like it's really more solving the problem that the customer is coming for. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, say, it's really diving in um, to why people are finding you, what are they looking for? And then, you know, because let's like, say if we talk to our customers, so you mentioned like surveys and stuff, you know, if we actually talk to them and say, hey, why do you do business with us anyway? What, what attracted you? You know, because, and you want to do this, you know, don't do this for like, you know, four or five customers. If you're going to go this route, you need to talk to a number of them, you know, and say, okay, you know, what is it that brought you here? Why do you stay? You know, so you can say, you know, okay. And see, and what you, cause what you're looking for is patterns. You're looking for, you know, is there any particular commonality between all of these people that you talk to, you know, and say, okay. They're doing this because you're trying to find what you can, you know, what is it that makes you unique, but these people are identifying it even though you're not. Yep. No. And I think that's where it's really easy to be like inward focused when you're doing things like this and thinking about like, all right, who are we? Who do we know that we are? Who do we? And it's like, okay, but if you've been out there, who do they think you are? Because that matters a lot too. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do both. Um, because based on what you're getting from what, who they think you are is maybe that's who you are hoping to be. And that's great. Maybe it's not. And you need to shift some things to get there to where you're hoping to be. And that can really like speak into that too good or bad. It helps you. Yeah. Well, um, often like, you know, we do a lot of logo design as an agency and such, and, and, you know, logos are just a piece of the brand. They're not everything. But when we're dealing with clients, we often have to remind them that the logo is not, yes, you want something you like. The logo is being designed for what your prospective customer would like, what's going to attract them, what's going to appeal to them. Yeah. And the same thing goes when you're trying to figure out how you're going to speak to them. Yeah. If you're, you know, developing a brand voice, if you're trying to say, okay, on social media, this is how, you know, what we're going to, the way we're going to act, the way we're, you know, what we're going to reinforce and stuff. Yeah. That's what you want to be able to, you know, lean into. Um, You'll be familiar with this, you know, because we've got uh, an example I've used in the past is Hiller Plumbing, you know, because they've got a, for those, you know, it's a regional company. Most people won't know who they are and such, but they use a giant smiley face. Okay. And if you look um, or listen, you know, and you might hear a radio commercial, TV commercial, it's something go, goes something along the lines of um, happy you'll be or it's free or something like that, you know. Well, they're leaning, so they've identified that, you know, their goal is to make customers happy. Smiley face goes with, you know, that feeling of being happiness. And then they lean their messaging into the same thing, you know, because you're going to see that smiley face all over the place. And that's how they've built their brand. And the company itself has become, you know, quite large in doing that. But it's something that's always very memorable, including their messaging, because it's tied into their actual branding and, you know, their the designs that they use and stuff like say it's a big smiley face looks like every other smiley face you've ever seen you know there's nothing they yeah do. it's not impressive but you remember it yeah that, and you remember it partially because like okay if you have a plumbing issue you're not happy about that you need that fixed and if they can come in and fix that 
and give you a great experience. That's perfect. So if you got a company that does the thing that makes you like fixes the thing that makes you sad, that will put a smile on your face and they just kind of like blatantly name it. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it works. <laughs> it it works and that's the thing. So then in the marketing that they do, you know, everything, you know, it leans into that in one way or another. You know, I say, because now I say it's literally a smiley face or a happy face. And then they say, okay, happy you'll be. Yeah. I say, and that's, they run that on, you know, radio ads and TV and things like that. And so you build out messaging that you can, you know, that becomes memorable, but it's got that goal, you know, and it's like, it's not unique in the sense of, you know, that the company, yeah, hopefully you're going to be happy, but that should be every HVAC company, right? You know, the way that they're using it is like, our intent is to make you happy. We're going to lean into this, that if you deal with us, this will be your end result and you will be happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's such a switch from other companies that are just like, yeah, we'll come and fix your plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's a shift to, oh, we're coming to help you because we know this is frustrating. That, yeah, that's exactly it, it. It happens to be plumbing. Yeah, because they don't, you know, they don't really center their messaging around any particular theme. You know, like say you could have a company that does like water restoration and fire damage and stuff like that, where it's an emergency situation. You know, in which case there's ways to do it. But most of them will just put down, you know, hey, we deal with water damage or fire damage and such, you know. Well, those are extreme situations. So you could make your messaging more, you know, from an extreme standpoint of we know that the situation is extreme. We're the company that takes it seriously. You know, it could be something along those lines. You know, so yeah. it's also considering, you know, that's where it goes back to what you mentioned earlier with the customer. Consider the situation they're in you know, when they need to call you. Exactly. And... When they're done with the problem, what is the what is their like the hope that you have? And if you can get from A to B with that, and kind of figure out your uniqueness in there, I think that's really good. Yeah. So when they call you, how are they feeling? And then how do you want them after to feel? And then the A to B is getting them there through all sorts of reasons. But yeah, if you can kind of name that pain point. So like with Hiller, they know you're going to be frustrated when you call because something's not working mm -hmm. that should be and they want you to be happy when you're done yeah and that's all right there <laughs> yeah it's it's actually very simple messaging if you think about it yep. you know you're distressed over whatever you know you got a plumbing leak or something right and our goal is to you know when we leave you're smiling because your problem is solved yeah you know, and that's it, it's as simple as that but to get there you end up having to look into your own business quite a bit and say you know what is it that we do? Is there something? Because, you know, think about it this way. Um, okay, so they've taken that kind of messaging. And you know it because you're going to look at your competition, too, when you're doing this kind of thing. And you're saying, mm -hmm. hey, okay, this kind of messaging is already used. So, obviously, we can't use a big smiley face. Yeah. So, what route do we go that we may want to get to the same end point, you know, but there may you might have to take a different route or yep. there's something else you might want to lean into. You know, so well, and to, to that point, I saw one recently that drove past me and it was uh, no crack plumbing. <laughs> and the thing is, their tagline is we wear overalls, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> and you're like, OK, um, 
I don't know if that's like the biggest problem for the customer, but that is a really funny, memorable thing. Yeah. And so that's a that's a good example of taking it from a totally different direction. You're not leaning into that you're trying to make them happy or anything. You're leaning into a perception of the industry. You know, yeah. and and so that can be a really good approach. You know, the idea being that there's different ways to get there. Yeah, and that sort and that applies like, hey, we even pay attention to our attire when we're fixing this. Imagine how good we pay attention to everything else. Like that's sort of implied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see things like that. Well, during COVID and stuff, we had um, there was companies that were very clear about protective measures too. Yeah, and they started using that in their advertising because of you know everybody being worried. They didn't want to like get it spread. They didn't want somebody in their house that could bring it in, things like that. So you had companies that leaned into that in their advertising, and the way that they were doing it, saying, "We are the company that takes this seriously. We are the company that you know is going to do uh, everything in our power to make sure our employees are protected, and that, and hence you are protected." You know, so you know it's stuff like that that goes on too. Um, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. So you ha- you have to think of it, you know, when you're trying to figure out what, why are you unique, what it is, or how are you going to be unique? You know, because in some cases mm-hmm. it's not a matter, like say, the no-crack plumbing. Yeah, okay, they could be actually wear coveralls. It's very original <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, they can wear coveralls and whatnot. But they probably, you know, they weren't necessarily doing that. You know, maybe they were doing it and they said, well, you realize our guys are uniformed differently and stuff that go out. Maybe we could lean into that, you know. So mm-hmm. that that's, you know, like I said, it's an example of getting really creative. You need to analyze your business like top to bottom to figure out all the little pieces because you don't know which ones are going to until you're willing to do that because that's your start point with this stuff is talk to your customers, see if there's messaging there. Look at what you're doing and how you're operating and seeing if there's messaging there as well. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you. Well, and to your point with the branding, it's like brand is bigger than a logo. And a lot of people don't really think it that way. Yeah. But it really is. Brand is just the feel that people have of you. Like, are they helpful? Are they this? Are they friendly? Are they like all of that is brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting how quickly, especially in like marketing branding conversations, we're like, oh, that's a logo. And the font that we chose. It's like, nope. Yeah. Because <laughs> that hopefully plays into all of the other stuff, but it's like just a piece of it. Yeah, because it portrays, are we very serious? Are we more, you know, a little bit laid back? Are we, you know, do we take ourselves so seriously, you know, or are, is it more of a humorous thing and stuff? So you look at, you know, that's, that's the logo is part of your messaging, you know, and, exactly. and it portrays these different things. And so it is another aspect that you're going to want to look at to see, you know, because what did you do? You know, did you, because a lot of people, when they do the first logo, they just have an idea of, I want something like this because I like this. That's, that goes back to, um, you know, you, you talking to your customers and saying, you know, like, what do they, you know, how do you think they'll portray stuff versus what you think? Because, you know, you can have, you know, something that you really, you know, love, but it portrays you totally different than the way you actually are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. If you... I, I got an interesting question for you. What if you can't figure out what's you, un- you know, what makes you unique? You can't really decide on what it is. What do you do? So one of the things I've that's helpful is going back to the the customer, the audience. Um, if you can really hone in on like a like an avatar is how people describe it a lot, but basically 
humanizing the person or types of people that are coming your way for what you need, the more you can get very, very specific, you can really twist um, and target your messaging. Where even if your branding isn't necessarily coming into that uniqueness yet, Mm -hmm. your messaging can be very unique to the customer, if that makes sense. So if you really pay attention to, okay, so like my grandmother, who was at the time 85, her husband had just passed and her dishwasher went out. She does not have the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So her and her neighbor decided to go to the phone book and call the first guy who had the biggest phone number. So that guy figured that out. Um, let's just say he he was not the van with the smile on the side. Um, and we canceled him very quickly once we figured out what was happening. Um, but there's a niche there that people could realize and really go into is like, okay, the, the lady who's going to go to the phone book how do we do that differently? And literally the niche the guy figured out is make the phone number big enough. She can read it. Yeah. Because the only people that still go to the phone book are 85 years old you know? and they can't see. So make a big phone number and you win. Like that was it. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, and I was like, okay, the service wasn't good, but like that was pretty clever on how you went that route. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're, you're getting a specific segment of the, you know, but you know, in the case of that, your advertising is just set up for that specific audience, you know, because you're only in there because you have certain people, a certain segment and all your rest of your advertising is totally different, you know? Right. And that's the thing is you can do that now though. Yeah. You can be like, cool, this avatar, that's our route, this avatar, that's our route. And you can do the 30 different styles, Mm -hmm. very specific to the people, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That's like I said, that's another thing to consider because nowadays we have so many channels, you know, that you can go with, um, you know, cause back in the day it was okay. You know, phone books, TV, radio, we're basically done, you know, like, (laughs) You know, yep. now you can you know, say, you know, you know, you could be on Google and that's a whole different way of doing things versus what you might be doing on Facebook and stuff, because Facebook is more, you know, or any kind of programmatic advertising or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. They're, exactly. you know, they're more visual and Google is, you know, you, you have a need here. I have someone that can fill the need. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so, well, and it's interesting. Uh, one of the clients I'm working with now is very content heavy, especially on social platforms. And so I had to break down with them how each platform is not the same mm-hmm. yeah. and how the customers on each platform are not the same. And how, even though you might be doing the same thing, you got to do it differently. Yeah. Um, and that alone is just like that targeting messaging matters there too. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into platforms now, you know, because you're, you know, you got, yeah, we figured out, okay, we've identified some stuff that we can use to make us unique that's going to stand out and such. But now how are we going to apply it to the platforms? How are we going to figure out, okay, this would work? You know, because just what you said, depending on the platform you're actually doing, you're going to have to do this a little bit differently. So yep. what does that look like for a business? You know, like depending on the platform you're on, what are the differences going to be, you know, and how they're going to yeah. go about this? Well, especially once you define your audience, are they on that platform is a big question. Yeah, that's, that's because a lot question. of people, yeah, it has to be right. Yeah. But you got to have that audience defined first. Cause mm-hmm. if you're just doing the, like the try everything approach, but you haven't defined that audience, you might be putting stuff everywhere and they're not there. Yeah. So if you have 
like the the empty nesters, uh, the newly empty nesters segment, you're going to hit up Facebook real hard mm-hmm. and like some Instagram. Yeah, but you're not going to go to TikTok. <laughs> yeah, because it's a much younger. They're audience. just not there. There's some there, but they're not there. Yeah, you, you know, I I always tell people like you know with Facebook, I said, I said you know the average de- age demographic has changed, and I'm sure it's you know I think it was up to 38 years or something. You know, I last mm-hmm. looked, and they go you know, and it's like, and do you know why it's gotten that? It's because everybody that got on in 2005 never left. <laughs> you know, but but the people that are going on you know TikTok like. Facebook's been doing a pretty good job of bringing some younger people in, but they're doing it through like their marketplace and stuff. They're not doing it because they want to. Yeah, marketplace messaging groups. And what else is funny? So like part of my background in the church was youth pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, Young people are getting on Facebook so that when they post something to Instagram, if they think grandma wants to see it, they'll also share it to Facebook. Ah, there you go. But not all of it. Yeah. Just certain selective posts. And then the other posts are not even on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so, but you have a different age demographic. So, you know, what, you know, like I say, we've defined our messaging. So how are we going to go about putting it out on these different platforms? So we start with, yeah. is the platform even right? Because is our audience there? So what's the next thing? So then the next thing is looking at how the platform, like, is used in, uh, like, the people who use it well, what are they doing? So you can look at the big end, um, just influencers and just big accounts on the site and be like, are they leaning heavy into photography? Are they leaning heavy into like text posts? So a lot of people now are like alternating between short reels Mm -hmm. and just like text heavy posts that you flip through slides. Okay. And like every other one is that. And so you're like, oh, okay. So if that's working for them, we can use that style on this platform. And then if you go somewhere else, you're like, oh, okay, this one's different. Um, But you can use the same idea of content and just make it fit the platform. So one of them, I'm doing a lot of long form videos. Well, a lot of those are ending up on YouTube, but then we chop one minute segments out of them and those can go to reels or those can go to Mm -hmm. TikTok or those can go to shorts. Um, And then Facebook can do everything. Um, but not everything works well on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right about that. You know, like Facebook's become, you know, good for certain types of videos and stuff, you know, um, for short, because, you know, the views are cheap if you're going to be paying for them. Um, of course, yep. YouTube's gotten into short form video and stuff too. You know, so you get a lot of uh, 60 second videos or less, you know, that have been chopped up. Um, and it's making a lot of recommendations, you know, on that side based on what yep, you're watching on is. a longer stand, you know, from a longer video point of view. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, possibilities on each of the platforms and, but in some cases you can kind of use the stuff across multiple platforms. In some cases you can't, or you've got to make significant changes to it. Yeah. And so like if one of them is text heavy, but you have a video, we'll just take what was said in the video and turn it into a graphic. Yeah. And then you have the same content, but for the right platform. Right. And like that alone is an easy shift that a lot of people don't always make. Now, if you're taking and, you know, you've got your messaging, you know, that you've developed, you know, you figured out, okay, I want to be this, you know, do you really differ it between platforms? You know, it's, it's one I thing. don't think you have to. I think you can just, the, the way that you get it out there can be. Um, yeah. So it's not so, so much of, we got to say something different. It's just, we've got to put it in a different format. Yeah, the only reason you would say something different is if you're offering different things to those groups. 
Um, otherwise, you're going to get really confusing on your brand end of who people think you are. So like if on TikTok, you're the stupid guy who says these silly things, but then on Instagram, you're like super serious and always in a suit, but it's the same company. People are going to be like, what has happened? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there has to be consistency in like the, like the messaging and like the vibe of the brand, but the style can shift based on platforms. Yeah, I can. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Because, yeah, the style and what you're doing, because like I said, the videos can even vary. Um, of course, we're doing a lot, you know, the because of the everybody using it on their apps and things like that, even the way we're shooting the video is, you know, is different. Yep. You know? So you have to consider those types of things. Um, you know, always encourage people to really consider, you know, we have this tendency to think of everything in desktop mode when it's really not, you know, it's totally the opposite. You got to think of things like, I think it's uh, like Facebook, it's something like 95% of their traffic is now off the phone and stuff. It's not, yep. you know, nobody goes on the desktop anymore, except for people like us that are, you know, uploading stuff because we got to work on it. Yeah. Right. But when we upload it, we're like, okay, what does it look like on the phone? Cause that's how they're going to see it. Yeah. So like when I'm building websites, I'm like, okay, well, we built a website, but now let's look at the mobile version because that's how most people are going to see your website. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's what you want to be looking at. Yeah. So, okay. So we've gone from, you know, diving in, figuring out what makes your you know messaging unique over to, hey, now we're going to, you know, we got to consider the platforms. What would be your like overall, you know, pieces of advice if somebody's saying, okay, Let's try to define ourselves, you know, we, and it may be that they've been doing messaging, they've been using social platforms and stuff, but they, they decide, you know, it's not working probably because the way that they're doing the messaging and stuff, it's fairly general is usually the case. You know, they haven't really decided who they are, you know, as a company. So what would be your like top tips to decide who you are and how you're going to, you know, put yourself out there? Yeah. Well, if we can figure these out, let's write a book because that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just, we'll solve everything. Um, a lot of it, and you kind of named it just even in the questioning is um, people try to go so broad, they say nothing. Mm, yeah. So you've got to be specific enough that people go, cool, got it. And they may not want what you're offering. And then you can kind of figure that out. But like the more specific you can be to a specific group, the better because then they don't have to do the work because people don't want to do the mental work of being like, okay, so then if they do this, then this, and then this, because of the, like, no, just be like, yeah, um, your HVAC is out and that sucks. We're going to show up fast. And by the end of it, you're going to be smiling. Yeah. Yeah. It could be as simple as that. The end. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I don't, I don't need to do a whole lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but you're being very specific, but if you're like, yeah, we do some stuff like HVAC. Well, okay. Uh -huh. thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But if I talk about the experience you're going to have, that's very different. Um, but yeah, so the like the one I was talking about in mental health, it's like we're the most established. Yeah. And they told me that and I was like, why would I care? Right. Yeah. You're well, I mean, you're trying to lean into the longevity saying, you know, that we're extremely experienced doing this, you know, and you should trust us because we're experienced. You know, that's often why right. people will say. And that's what they were leaning on. But now with a lot of other people coming into that space that were cooler as a brand mm -hmm. and like they don't need to lean into cool, but they needed to lean into their experience that they were offering that they just weren't telling people. Yeah. And it's, it's not like necessarily your personal experience is so much better than like a company that just puts you on a, like a number. 
Well, and it's like, you know, what they're saying is, hey, we've been doing this the longest. Okay, we know your experience. That's what that's the, that's the takeaway. We know your experience. Yeah. Now, how do we go go about saying that that you are the most experienced in this in the space without saying, you know, just because you've been around the longest, you know, because right, exactly, yeah, the longest part is actually the boring part. <laughs> and doing the work of because we're experienced. Dot dot dot. Yeah, as opposed to just being, we've been around a while and making the customer figure out why that matters. Like, do that work for them. Yeah, because then you're making it easier and easier and easier for them to say yes. Yeah, that's that's you know really good advice there because it's like like I say, take what might be the obvious thing and then see if you can make it a little more nuanced. You know, <laughs> instead of you know being something that's okay. Yeah, we've been around the longest. Got it. Figured that out. You translate that into why it matters. You know, yeah. and instead of just saying that straightforward messaging. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if you surveyed uh, like 100 people and be like, hey, when you're looking for a therapist, what matters the most? I think longevity would not be on that list. No, but like I say, but it had the right intent. <laughs> but, but someone who knows what they're doing would be on that list. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, OK, you're saying the same thing, but you're not. So let's like help you out. There. Sure. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Chris. Um, how would people get a hold of you? Uh, small fish branding everywhere. So <laughs> website, smallfishbranding.com. Uh, you can go to any of the socials and find us at small fish branding. Uh, we're just still getting up and running on a lot of those, but having fun just experimenting. And we're going to start sharing some of the stuff we've, we're doing for clients just to kind of promote them, but also promote what we're up to, which will be fun too. So um, other than that, if you want to hit me up directly, it's Chris at smallfishbranding.com. Pretty easy. Okay. And we've been, we've been talking branding, but also talking about what makes you unique and how to discover it, how to dive into your own business, talk to your customers and say, okay, why are we different than everybody else? Every other HVAC company or every other lawyer or, you know, all the other businesses within the individual industry. And then taking that, you know, being able to craft a message that you can then put out in front of people and use, you know, the channels that are going to be, you know, the ones that are going to be the biggest for you, which are typically going to be social channels and stuff, because you're going to build up your brand. You're going to build up the awareness of it, but you're going to do so. It's more than just showing them a logo. It is saying, hey, this is who we are. So you want to have a voice to everything you do and you're putting out a specific type of message, you know, and that is, you know, something like saying, hey, we are the most experienced or we are the best at customer service or we, but figuring it out, talk to your customers to do that. Look internally, you know, analyze your own processes and say, okay, why are we, you know, we see the customer saying this, why are they saying this? What are we doing? You know, that makes us this way. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm the host of uh, Cash Miller Marketing Masters. I'm also the CEO of Titan Digital. And this has been another great ep- episode. Thank you for joining us.